Hey guys, welcome back. A few announcements before we get started. Aaron and I are going to be speaking at the ESETI conference this year, July 15th through the 17th. They have just announced it. Um, Me too. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, you are too. I didn't even know that. You didn't even know that. That's awesome. <laughs> so there you go. Another announcement. Um, there you go. So they, they just announced it. It's on the ESETI website. They still haven't announced all the speakers yet. Uh, but the tickets are on sale. It's going to be a smaller event this year. They realize it's kind of a last minute thing, so they're not expecting a huge turnout. But if you want to come hang out with us and uh, just enjoy the ranch, those tickets are available and we will put that link below. And we hope to see you guys all there. It's always fun out there. And if you haven't had a UFO experience, it's the perfect place to go. Um, also, real quick, just because we're going to be getting into some crazy information today, uh, that is unbelievable for a lot of people. Most of the stuff we cover is, but I was doing some research uh, this morning on Project Mannequin, which we're going to be getting into today. Oh. And I just thought I'd share this. What I came across, the author is unknown, but it paints a very great picture of what's taking place right now and how they're accomplishing this stuff. Uh, people simply don't understand just how technologically advanced the NWO is compared to the civilian sector. We aren't talking about 50 years ahead. We're talking about 1,000 years ahead. Cloning, total mind control, invisibility, anti-gravity, free energy, age regression, soul transfers, extended lifespans, time travel, space portals, ability to cure any disease, time machines, etc., are all already in the hands of the NWO and their military lapdogs. We are living in a make-believe world of pretend democracy while being lied to by pretend representatives pretend media and pretend leaders of which a large percentage are working on behalf of the NWO to destroy this country and usher in the satanic one world government. <laughs> um, it pretty much, I mean, it says it all. The yep, technology really. that's available right now is like they said, a thousand years ahead of our time. And <clears throat> when, when people are disclosing these programs, it doesn't make sense because we don't understand these technologies that, that they already exist. And there's been whistleblowers for many years now coming forward, sharing their experiences and what is actually taking place. Dr. Charnel is one of these experiencers, and she has recently decided to come forward. And uh, she has shared some of her testimony on her podcast, Dr. Charnel True TV, right? Is that that's the name of it, um, which you can find right here on YouTube. And that link will be below. Also, uh, it's an incredible incredible story. And I, I want to thank you, first of all, for coming on and agreeing to, to share this, because I know this isn't easy for you. This isn't this. Some of this is traumatic information and it's not easy. I, I watched you try to tell this the first time around and uh, I can tell that it, it's tough for you. So thank you for your bravery and coming forward and sharing this information. I guess I'd let you give a brief introduction of yourself and then we can get into this. So welcome to the show. Thank you guys both, Aaron and Tyler, for having me. And just to be clear, um, recently isn't the first time I've talked about it. Um, I've talked about bits and pieces of this since like 1999 and actually even before wow. that um, with on platforms and conferences. Um, my filter was a little bit different on some of the things because I was coming from a programmed ministry kind of filter with some of the like missing time and, you know, angelic versus alien, who, who knows, they're messengers, whatever. Angel just means messenger. Um, I definitely have talked to my parents and lots of things about what, what happened in my 
younger years um, within the project. Um, and then just, you know, not understanding some things that have happened, have confided in mentors and or my main team. You know, I've had I had a ministry team for um, 17 years and uh, I would know things and or I would go to sleep and I would have a dream of um, being in a chair outside the moon or Jupiter or different places in space and be able to see the earth and know that something was about to happen, let's say in Canada or the U S or whatever, but I would be an adult in a chair the way I saw it. And then I would, when I would come out of it, I would come back, I would share that information on a platform and it would come true. Um, I did not have all the information about Montauk, until um, probably 2006, 15, 16, of really understanding about that project and getting, unfortunately, and knowing that that I was a part of that. So um, anyway, but I did share about it um, on Carrie Cassidy's show in 2000, either 15 or 16. I thought I was going on to talk about my book, but she knew that I was a part of these projects and then just live was asking me all this stuff. And I was like, I guess we're going here, you know? So um, I kind of got outed in a way. Um, and so, but it was very, it is very emotional. It's very sacred. It's, uh, it's very difficult. I don't go about everything because it's um, because some of it isn't very fun to talk about and, or even listen to. Um, but yeah, I did recently um, have a show where some more things came together for me and about even now that are coming, you know, more making, putting some things together and just really diving in a little bit more on some of it. Um, also I've had multiple conversations with my parents more recently in the last three years of just trying to find out like, what did they really know or do they know anything or were they, it was just this all like compartmentalized. Um, but, but yeah, so I was in Montauk from 73 to 76. My dad was actually stationed there at Montauk. My, my sister was born there. Um, my birth certificate says that I was a Montana born at 333, which is interesting timing. Um, but my social security card actually says that I was born in Montauk. So that's kind of confusing. I do have memories in the womb of them, like messing with me. And that was verified in Mount Shasta 2019, I had um, an encounter with a gray that basically told me what happened. <laughs> and I know uh, this, I'm saying it out loud and I'm like, I know it sounds crazy, but not and, to us. And when the thing <laughs> we, happened in Mount Shasta, that was like extremely crazy. And I mean, I was shaking. Um, I thought I was going to die, but mm. so to talk about it now, I'm just like, yeah, that's great. Showed up or whatever. But yeah, Aaron, I'm glad that you can listen and not be like, oh, call, yeah. calling the cops or somebody, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, this is, this is, uh, we've heard much crazier than, you know, we've, we've heard it all Tyler and I, you know? right. I mean, this is the, this is a platform to share it on and, yeah, and we know what's real in this, right. this all lines up, you know, with what so, we know and, and just so the people who don't know, like your background, you're a naturopathic doctor. I'm uh, a naturopathic and, doctor. Yeah, I'm an author. You're an author of uh, five, five books, books, right? Yep. And um, so you've been, I mean, you, you probably like, okay, so 
2015, 16, or you said 99, you even had some memories. So I've had memories since like little, I remember telling my parents, like they're following me, they're watching me on the moon. I remember seeing that as a little kid and they're just like laughing. And I'm like, I would sit in the car in the back seat when they were driving and I would look up and I was fully aware I was being watched. And, you know, that just doesn't make sense. I remember sitting on this radiator outside of a window in the hall and watching thunder and lightning and knowing like they're coming to get me or, and I wasn't afraid. I would go out there to meet them. Like, I don't, it's very, I don't know, (laughs) but yeah, missing time and trying. And I remember going to work after missing eight hours. I was working at a bank at the time and I went to, to work just going like, what the F? Like I literally was standing in my room or sitting on my bed, standing in my room, a bright light came in. I I thought it was coming from the window. I looked at the window, looked at the clock. Next thing you know, uh, I thought minutes had gone by. And then I was, all this stuff happened. I saw some things. I felt some things. And when I came back, whatever, I know I came back. I thought I was just there. And then I got up and walked around. I felt really disoriented. Couldn't really talk different things were going on. And then basically looked at, realized that the clock had only went by two minutes, but it was in the morning and said night. I couldn't figure out why is it light outside? It's supposed to be dark. It's 8.30 PM, you know? And, and it was like late for work. And I'm like getting myself together, booking it to work and trying to explain to people, like, I don't know what happened, but I lost 12 hours, you know? And, Mm. but things have had that happened a couple times and there's just been like weird random things that I would always chalk up to some like God experience, some ministry thing. You know, I've had terrible times where I was taken and woke up traumatized and naked in the fetal position on the side of my bed with my clothes folded right next to me. And I don't fold my clothes. I don't sleep naked. You know, I don't, I don't understand some of this and I still don't understand some of this. And I, and so I, I'm talking about it, but I can't tell you anything about why or who or what, but yes, I I did conference speaking in the ministry for 20 years with that filter of this is what God is showing me kind of deal, you know? Right. So, well, well, thank you again for coming forward and, and sharing this information. And I think it's actually important to unpack it as you're remembering it sometimes, because uh, for one, that's healing in itself, you know, just doing that instead of holding on to all of it, because now that you you've spoken about some of this stuff, you're clearing space and making space for um, new memories to surface that might need to be cleared too. And it's all part of a process. And there's people out there that are going to be drawn to this, that are listening to this, who have been part of the same programs, uh, because there's the, the, the numbers are off the charts of my, as far as who's been involved or how many people have been involved in these programs. So uh, it's all very helpful. So, okay, you have, you were, your father was stationed at Montauk and and you were there with him for a period of time. uh, And there was some strange things that happened then. But um, I know after, I know from listening to what you've spoken about before, you've, you know, you've come to a lot of realizations as far as, you know, the Project Mannequin and the Max Spears connection, um, not just Montauk. So uh, I don't know where you want to start with all this as far as sharing your story. I know we started off at Montauk. Maybe we'll just uh, continue from there. Yeah. So 
Um, I was there from 73 to 76. I do remember being taken out of my classroom, not just there, but also when I was at another station down at, we were at um, Accord, which is now JBL, Fort Lewis and JBL came together and have their own base now. Um, it was maybe 2015 or six, I choose to remember when. Time is like not easy for me. It's never been, it's always an obsession, but I'm not really good at remembering time. And some people be like, why are you exaggerating? I'm not exaggerating. I often don't remember. Like I, I, I don't have a really good spatial timeline of I'm the same way. everything down. Um, but sometime my son-in-law is actually stationed at Fort Lewis uh, or JBL now. And I went up to go see them. And when I drove by the hospital and this childcare center immediately I had a panic attack and like all this stuff came through and I didn't even know it was there. I mean, um, there was abuse and there were some other things that happened. Um, and it was just, that kind of was another opening where like a lot of bleed through came. Um, I was going to the dentist, some other things happened where I just literally had a panic attack when I, when I had to go, I don't go to the doctors or in, I try not to do any of that. And, um, went to a dentist and the same thing happened. And I, I literally had to like go to the bathroom, kind of like sit in the fetal position, trembling, trying to get myself together to even sit in that freaking chair. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, what is going on? You know, but, um, but what, with the max thing, what happened, oh, I'm going to get sad. Ugh. Um, so after the Mount Shasta thing happened, I came home and back to where I live now. And, you know, I was just kind of looking into anything to try to figure out why things are happening and what's happening. And you know how people send you guys stuff. Cause I have a show and everyone's always like, Oh, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, someone had sent me an interview And, you know, I don't click most of it, but I happened to open this one up. And as soon as I did, it was Max and immediately was like, oh, my God, there you are. Like, I was just totally my cat's here. Um, (laughs) It was like relief because I had seen this face for so long. Um, I, I do remember him. In, in a few different situations. And uh, he, uh, he was someone who is like a brother or a real strong protector, uh, friend. You know, there's a lot of trauma bonding that goes on with different situations. And I had only remembered one person ever that I know in real life now that was a part of these projects. And he was actually in um, the same base, Fort Lewis, McCord. Um, and he remembers me. Um, but this is someone that I remembered, but had not met in real life. So as soon as I saw him, I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. And I was relieved, relieved because I was like, I had a name because I never had a name to the face. And I looked immediately to see when it was posted. It had been posted seven days prior. So I was like, this is new. Oh my God, I can find this guy. We can figure out shit, you know? And so I Googled the name and then of course everything comes up. Boom. 
It's all right. Just breathe. It's okay. Take your time. About him being gone. So I immediately was like, went from this high to this like low of not just feeling um, disappointed beyond disappointment and sorrow and grief because I felt like I found him and I lost him like in just a couple minutes. But also no answers, no, no understanding of anything. And um, I mean, I that three days after that was pretty rough. It was just like, there was a lot of bleed through. There was a lot more bleed through and also just felt really crazy um and just super sad like my heart feels sad even talking about it but I started you know trying to see anything who anybody who knew him or knew of him and uh, you know I went to a couple other videos and because now that I had a name and um and like the way he talks and just his I swear it's like I have a book my latest book is the science of miracles and like a lot of the stuff that he talks about is in that book and this book was published I guess uh, 2012 or 11 or 10 I have to look and see it I don't even know or I forget when I post uh, I have different books but and I'm like oh my god he talks like me he's got the same understanding of quantum physics and neuroscience and polarity and you know, uh, the law of attraction and universal law. And, you know, I, and I know a lot of you do like all of us, there's many of us, but in my circle, I didn't have anybody talking about that. I was like the oddball in ministry, you know, to talk about some of this stuff. And here he was, is like, just, it was crazy. And I remember there, I had called my friend who I'm not going to say his name, who I do remember from the projects. And was like, oh, my God, do you remember this guy? Do you remember, you know, did you see him? Do you know anything about him? And was watching another, an interview while I was on the phone with him. And over about a week, I can actually, I don't know how to explain it, but it was almost like I could feel like there would be times when I would talk and it would come out like in a stutter. And it was, or like my head would shake a certain way, certain mannerisms that I was like, what is happening? This isn't me. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. And so I had called my friend and I said, is there such thing as someone like piggybacking on me or something? Like, can, can a person who's dead, like take over me or something? And cause this is going against all my religious everything. Um, and as soon as I said that, like I was watching this video and he, Max, was being interviewed. And you couldn't see the interview interviewer, but you could see him turn to the side talking to this person. And right when I asked the question on the phone, he literally turned to me, faced me direct, and said, yes, because you are me and I am you. And then he went right back to the interview. And I'm just like, what? And I mean, I just wow. told the guy, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And. And so, yeah, I don't know what that is either. Um, I wonder if that was somehow like if that actually happened or he was able to give you that experience. Like it was since you were in the right setting for him to communicate to you in that moment. Um, I'm sure if you went 
and watch the recording again that might I, not happen on the I recording. actually tried to find it and I don't I don't even think it's up anymore um yeah. which believe me cuz I'm look you guys I'm a scientist I'm a data person I'm a researcher I like data I like to qualify things and so you know even when I presented some of these things I'm like I'm going to show I'm not going to just say I'm going to show and a lot of this I can't show, I can't prove, you know, and it sucks because it goes against my science logic brain to not be able to provide evidence for things. Now, I will say this, there are a slew of people who say they were at Montauk. Right. I, I'm just finding mm -hmm. out. I didn't know until you brought it up, um, actually, Tyler, but uh, I actually interviewed someone earlier this week who says she was because I'm like, OK, she says she's the real 11. We'll find out. And when I asked the question, like, well, when were you there? No one can answer. And well, that, like, that's what's interesting about your testimony, because your father was stationed there. You actually went to school there, right? So you yes. like you actually have physical documentation and proof yes. and evidence that you were there. So a lot of these other people, they have like. Um, missing time or, or they have memories of being there, but they had to have been like abducted and taken there from their home or wherever, whatever the case may have been and brought back mm -hmm. and then mind wiped kind of like the 20 and back stuff, secret space program stuff. Uh, that's, that's all the testimonies I've heard on Montauk, but yours in particular, mm -hmm. like you have a direct relatable connection, you know, your father was there and you were actually there as a child as well. Uh, it just makes it a little more tangible. And I think that's good information to, to bring forward because um, it is hard to wrap your head around like, okay, we hear about this project, but nobody remembers when they were there or how they got there. They just remember being there. So this is really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm kind of there too. I'm like, okay, but even Max says he was there. I found out just like two weeks ago. Um, I didn't know that he was part of Mannequin or Montauk until like in the last couple of weeks where I've kind of heard um, some stuff, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I have like tons of information on my phone and things that I've, you know, my dad didn't just work on that radar. He worked on one in Iceland and Japan um, and North Dakota. There are several of these. Now, I don't know if there's a chair at every one of them. I don't think there is. I've, he I've heard somebody tell me or try to tell me that there was, uh, and they wanted me to confirm it and even used me and said, I just talked to this lady and she said, there's chairs all over. And I'm like, I didn't say that. And I won't say that. And, and if people say, oh, well, she's a super soldier. She's twinned with Max or whatever. I'm like, I didn't say that. I'm not going to say those things because again, I'm very careful. I'm not going to say something unless it, I can verify it, you know, right. um, or yeah. unless it's my personal experience. But I can't speak to somebody else being in a moving chair. I, I did hear that there was in, in Washington, and that's all I know. But I do know that my dad worked in multiple radars, that the radars did a certain frequency that went out. He, he wasn't given privy information on how they were actually really using it and why. Uh, I have drilled him like, <laughs> like nobody's business, and he honestly seems ex very innocent now. He did tell me that we went to Westinghouse, the VP of Westinghouse in England, because they recruited him. That was in um, 
let's see, I was like 11 years old. So I'm trying to like, whatever time that was, um, we, we were living in England. At, I mean, we were living in Germany and they asked him to come and we, we took a trip to England. We stayed at the VP's house. You know, I'm just a kid. I don't know what's happening. And I don't even know if my dad really knew what was happening. Um, I think he was either going to retire and work with these guys or not. And I know that Tesla and Westinghouse were competitive on tech. And I know that the tech in Montauk was Tesla. So maybe they were trying to hire him to get to see what he knew or to, you know, get his information. And, you know, I don't know if he just didn't take it because he didn't want to retire yet, or he just got a bad feeling. It's but, interesting. Sorry. But he, did, he didn't, he didn't take it. It's interesting also, because um, just from a quick search, um, Project Mannequin seems to be uh, located underground in London and Berkshire. So over in specifically over there, and then they, they actually um, name like specific depths and locations and, and where uh, is it? Do you, where is it? Berkshire. Uh, well, there's a few different facilities, but um, the one in particular is in, in Berkshire, wherever that is. I don't um, know. But it, it's like 200 feet below the ground. The guy gives all the uh, details. I believe that information comes from James Casbolt. But um, it just well, I, my, my whole point is that whole operation is uh, rumored to have existed in the London area. Well, I lived in London. I went to the University of London, but I also lived there as a kid for a little while. Right. Um, well, that's and, where Max and you know, also Max, was yeah. in Canterbury, right? And and actually took a trip to Canterbury and went to the cathedral where he was christened or whatever you call it. And they, I went to the bathroom and someone stole my purse. And I just thought that was really, looking back now, I could see that that's kind of like, a little bit suspect, but um, I don't know, maybe they're trying to figure out what, what I was doing or who I was or whatever, but. Right. So let's talk about um, the Project Mannequin, mannequin and, and Max Spears and the Ryan Gosling uh, connection. And there's a whole, you have a bunch of information that you've come across in your research that's absolutely fascinating. So let's talk about that. Okay, so this was kind of, you know, nothing's an accident, but it is, right? Whatever, it's all coincident. Everything's synchronicity. Um, I was watching American Idol, of all things, with my husband. And they had a contestant that came on. And she told everybody on the show that she was um, this, the daughter of Chad, someone from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Chad and Smith. Smith. Okay. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, my husband and I were just watching and I was like, Oh, okay. And my husband says, Oh, you mean AKA Will Farrell?" And I said, what? And he was like, Oh, you don't know. And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah, they're this running thing that, you know, they look just alike and blah, 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 which is interesting because he was on the show last night. Um, and it was a taped thing. And that, and I did get to see him like, moving and talking instead of just still pictures for the first time. I'm like, here we go again. But um, so instantly my husband like grabs his phone and he pulls up here. I'll do a screen share. He pulls up on uh, this picture. And I was like, can you guys see that? Yeah. Yep, okay. Yep. 
I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Like he totally does look very much the same, you know? Um, I mean, the eyes, the nose, like whatever. So, and then there's this other, this picture too. And I'm like, they're, I mean, that's just crazy. And I instantly said, this guy is a clone. Like that's for sure a clone, right? And so, and so um, now I don't know a lot. I didn't know a lot about Mannequin. Um, I had heard Carrie Cassidy talk about it and I do a show with Carrie once a month and I made a mental note. I'm going to call Carrie and see what she knows about it. And I Googled, but I didn't find a lot, but I probably I'm now finding out that it's because don't use Google, use some of these other kind of things that they would have more stuff. Yeah. So, um, but, but that night uh, or the next night, actually, um, uh, my daughter and I were watching a movie and she had been picking like four nights in a row. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick. And I finally was like, I'm going to pick a movie with Ryan Gosling. Now, the story behind that is for as long as Ryan has been around, I have not been able to watch anything with Ryan Gosling without being emotional or triggered or feeling like really sad. Um, it wasn't until 2016 that after I found Max and some other things happened that I looked there, something came up on TV with Ryan and I was like, oh my God, they look alike. That's what the deal is for me. I mean, maybe not everybody else thinks that, but that's okay. But in my mind, I was like, no wonder this has been a thing for all these years is because of this. It was close, but not the same guy. Right. It was just like mm -hmm. enough to trigger me. So, um, and I'll show you, let's see. Um, well, that's me and Montauk. Uh, so there, here's some pictures. This is um, obviously Max on this side. The eyes, the nose, the mouth. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and just for, you don't have to like clone. You can have a clone that doesn't look like you. It's, really? Yeah. It can be, it can be close. It's not exact. I've heard a lot of people explain it as far as um, like is the consciousness like they split the consciousness, right? And they have some of the DNA, but uh, depending on they, if they want it to be exact, they can, but it doesn't have to be exact. And, and sometimes you can have a clone of yourself that could be a male or a female, but it's still your consciousness. This is how, this is also how they, you know, use alters. That's why people have memories in the program sometimes of them being uh, the opposite sex, uh, because it doesn't actually have to be an exact replica of you. But so if there are subtle differences, it doesn't mean that it's not a clone. Well, I mean, I, I mean, can you guys see? Oh yeah. To me, yeah. like, to me, there's, it's just like Chad and, and Will Ferrell. It's like there's exactly. definite yep. similarities, like, like some features don't line up, but at the same time, like that's very close. And didn't you say that uh, Max actually wrote something about Ryan Gosling? Right after that, I actually found something that said that he thought that he was. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, OK. And wait, he what did what did he that say? He exactly? was a, that he that he was a, either that Ryan was cloned um, from him. From what I understand, I found out later. Um, and I was like, here, let me see if I could find this other screen share. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so anyway, we picked the movie and I'm going to show you the movie. The movie I picked was 
Lars and the real girl. And the reason why is because when I read about it, it was about him with this mannequin, which I mean, I'm thinking mannequin project. I don't, again, I don't know much about it, but I'm like breadcrumbing here. And let me see if I could screen this. Uh, I've, I've seen that movie. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. So thought a while ago, this is, I remember now which way to do the arrows here. Oh, no, that's the wrong way. Okay. Um, I see Max in there. I can't help it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it's so, interesting that he carries around, like, it's, it's yeah, the movie might have whatever plot, but what are they secretly trying to tell us? You know, yes. It's like direct disclosure almost of, like, hey, this is a real project, and these people are being cloned, mm -hmm. and it's... Even Max Spears, just a go off subject, in one of Max Spears' old interviews, he said that Dolly Parton was a clone the whole time. And, and she was their first experiment to see how the public would react to a clone. And I, I always found that interesting. Now, obviously, we can't verify that, but that's what he said from whatever information he got. And it's interesting. They, they gave her the name Dolly. 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 Dolly oh. the sheep. They yeah. named the sheep Dolly, yeah. Yeah, 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 and the clone, the the sheep, the the clone sheep is Dolly, and then there's also the mm -hmm. movie, the doll. What's that doll movie? Right, the sheep, the first sheep they did is named Dolly too. In, yeah, in the nineties, in the yeah, mid nineties, the they announced that they cloned the first cloned animal was a sheep named Dolly. Right. Oh my gosh. And yeah. then and then Max tells us that Dolly Parton was uh, the first cloned human that was like they wanted to gauge the public's reaction. But isn't there a dollhouse movie about cloning or what? Okay. Yes. So yep. I watched the movie and I uh, thank you for bringing up dollhouse. So I watched the movie and basically I, um, I'm, I'm just minding my own business. And then all of a sudden he refers the lady behind this desk refers to the, the character as Mr. Sunshine. And I was like, what? Because my whole everything, um, I mean, I've had the, the song You Are My Sunshine is always like a thing. And I don't know what I didn't know why. Um, and then I found out that sunshine is actually um, his his like trigger word for changing alters. Um, and, you know, the words are you're 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 my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when the stars are gray. You never know how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. And I would grieve over that song. I would just be so freaking sad about it. And it made no sense again because it's all doesn't make sense. But um, so I grab my phone and I'm like Googling to see is his name character like Lars Sunshine? Because why would he, you know, and I know that can be a phrase of like, hey, Sunshine or whatever, but Mr. Sunshine is a little more professional, I guess. So um, anyway, of course, it's not his name. And so I'm like, holy crap. And then I was going to do something else. And then actually, this is like 11 o'clock at night. And then Carrie calls me. And Carrie, did, we, we, talk, we text probably three or four times a week because we're in a group chat about the show that we do and anything we always find out, but we don't talk every day. I mean, I probably, the last time I talked to her was maybe three months before that night. And when we do, we usually talk a long time and we just catch up. But she, I was like, I was about to call you. I wanted to know what you could tell me about um, Mannequin Project. And she's like, okay, number one, I want you to look at um, the movie Dollhouse or the show Dollhouse, which I still haven't seen yet. And then she also told me to look at um, Donald Marshall, which you guys may be familiar with. Mm -hmm. I think it's oh, Donald yeah. Marshall. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I was like, okay, I'm making notes. And then she kept talking to it. She was like, well, you know why they're doing the cloning thing? Basically because they're trying to build an army. They wanted to be, um, you know, be super soldiers who could do whatever because they're scared to have an ET war and that they need all these people who can be like very compliant and have all these gifts and like be able to fight and not really buff from taking orders and blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay. And I'm just kind of like mentally, whatever we get off the phone. Uh, She also told me one more thing. She did tell me to look up this lady's name. Oh, now I can't remember it. Laureen or something that had done like a super soldier thing. Um, And to look that up because there may be something there to that. So I was like, okay. So I just make some mental notes and basically um, I'll look up. Let me see if I could find this. These are kind of out of order, but I Google this girl and this is what comes up. She's doing some kind of super, uh, superhero conference or something. Okay. Now it's missing. Where did it go? Uh, Whiteboard, Facebook. Okay. I don't know where to go. Anyway, um, it comes up that basically Max's bio is in this conference. I'll just read it to you because I can't pull it up. But um, it says that in this thing that he states that he was born in Canterbury, which apparently he's not, but born in Canterbury, um, and that he states, I was involved in a project mannequin in the UK, which is an extension of the Nazi Uberman Superman project um, created uh, for warrior breeders or breeds. I have a connection to Montauk and time manipulation projects, studied magic and esoteric thought for 15 years to be consciousness after he got his inform, um, he started getting his memories when he turned 30 in 2008 is what it says. Um, so there's a lot in here. Number one, this is where I could finally verify that he actually was a part of Montauk and a part of Mannequin, which I had never known that until that minute. And then also he says, and a part of time manipulation projects. Now that's important because one of the memories that I have is about this like pyramid black thing that could fold one way or another. That was a teleportation teleportation device that was not like like the chair, you could do whatever, but this was also like a portable one that I haven't, I mean, I don't know how to say it else, but I have memories of being in a group of five people. I was the only girl. There were four other guys and they called us a wolf pack. And I have a ton of wolf, everything wolf. And apparently he has a bunch of wolf stuff too. I'm finding out now. Um, But we were on this mission. We were um, Delta 514, which is, I don't know why I know that, but I've known that for since a long, long time. It's been drilled into my head for some reason, Um, maybe literally. And I mean, I have like the whole, uh, I can't say I have a wolf like tattoo. Everything is like wolf, wolf, wolf. Um, The minute that I had questioned, like, what is this five person wolf thing? And I had called someone, um, Dr. Uh, It'll come back to me, but a guy had told me about James Rink. Um, I think you guys have had this dude before. He's a quantum physics guy. Oh, why can I not remember his name? But um, he told me about 
James Rank and I had called James and then I called this other dude who was with me. And I'm like, do you know anything about wolf packs or Delta 514 or anything with this? And I'm like, it seems weird because you would think that kind of stuff would be like guys and I'm a girl. So I kind of like take myself out of the equation and they're like, oh no, there were girls involved in this kind of stuff too. And um, usually only four guys and a girl to each pack, which again, I don't know about other packs, but I only know about my pack. And, and right when I was doing this, I was in my closet cleaning while I was watching you know, listening, talking, and I pulled out this box. And when I pulled out the box, I opened it and it was a chime, like a wind chime. And it had five wolves on this wind chime, like literally as we're doing this, it was like, I just get these confirmations where it's like, oh no, you're on the right track. You know, it's like, I feel crazy until stuff like that happens. But I had bought that like two, I don't know how many years ago, and forgot about it because I was going to use it for my new house. And then I never moved. And so it was still just stored in my closet in a box. Um, but anyway, so I start looking up Ryan Gosling because I'm like, oh, my God, what's the deal with Ryan Gosling? And I know Disney. I understand. And I know his acting. And so I go to look up, you know, Wikipedia, whatever, just to see if anything will jump out at me. And what did jump out at me is he was a part of a two man band. Um, that was helped, um, was established in 2008, which again is the same time where Max got his memories. And the other person is Zach. Somebody didn't ring a bell to anything. I'm sure there's stuff on him, but the, the Disney helped him do this, get this together. And also the guy from red hot chili peppers, Chad and flea helped establish this band. And I'm like, no way because this is all within like a couple days what was Um, the name of the band dead man's bones dead man's bones okay so the name of the band is dead man's bones and the name of the first album is also called dead man's bones now i think you have a a ministry background if i'm not wrong i do you do one of you i do yeah okay so when I coming out of ministry, think of dead man's bones, I automatically think Ezekiel 37. That's just the mm-hmm. way I roll. Yep. And so I go straight to Ezekiel 37 because it talks about the valley of the dead man's bones. And it basically is all these dead people in a valley. And then um, there is a call to prophesy over the bones and to tell these bones to live. And basically tendons and joints all come together, bone on together. And then he says, now prophesy breath into these bones. And so he prophesies now breath into these bones that have come together and made a body. And then they come to life. and And it basically literally says, and then there was a vast army. I'm not even kidding. And this is like within 12 hours or less. No. This is within like four hours of getting off the phone with, with um, Carrie. I'm reading this. So, and I'm like. Yeah, they, they it's almost like they're trying to mimic that with their clone program, bringing, yes. bringing life to like these dead bodies or whatever the case may be. It's, it's all a metaphor, but it's the same thing by Project Mannequin. You're creating this army, these clones. And then now these guys who we have some evidence of them probably being a part of these programs. 
now they're joint they're starting a band that's funded by disney who you know yeah. there's a whole rabbit hole there and yeah there's a lot of connections there and then there's also uh the like the band 30 seconds to mars i think you've talked about mm -hmm. oh god yeah max, max talks about that max used to talk about that which max, talks what about did max, what did uh, max say uh about the band 30 seconds to mars um why i can't remember that he would talk about why uh that's a name. mars mars jump room it's like yeah well, yeah and he and he said he would remember seeing on a screen like on his way to mars on like a ship i guess uh saying like 30 seconds to mars and they would like count down or something like that so there is a jump room in la that goes straight to mars for sure right. yeah there's and a there's been a few people that talked about that um, they even give the exact address i think it's like 999 sunshine boulevard or something crazy i don't remember yeah. exactly is it mm -hmm. sunshine boulevard um I, I i don't know maybe i'm oh wrong God, I, if it, I, is. it might be that would be crazy um i know max says i actually know the specific interview where max says it i'll have to go back and find it and i'll let you if know. you watch the documentary above majestic that he talks about it in the clip uh his clip in that documentary oh, he's in above a, okay above. he's in above majestic yeah um which came out after he had passed but um it might be sunset boulevard sunshine i know it's interview. sun something i'm pretty sure uh, but and uh, and and they even he gives the exact location of, of where it is. Well, this is the wolf thing, and then this is the uh, the thing where he was in Canterbury, involved in Project Mannequin, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, so there's that. Um, so let me talk about Dead Man's Bones. So Dead Man's Bones, um, one of their one of their songs is my body is a zombie for you. <laughs> oh, wow. They right. use a children's choir um, eerily to even talk about like lambs to a slaughter. Here we go. Um, there's another song called um, teen wolf heart or my teen wolf heart, something around that, which again goes back to the wolf thing. Um, and I, I looked into why did they call it Dead Man's Bones? Um, and they said it was because of Ryan's obsession with the paranormal, which I was like, okay, um, kind of interesting that he would be so obsessed in starting 2008. Um, now they're not the same age, but apparently 2008 seems to be a, a kind of an opening for some new things. I know it was for me personally too. And I think there's set times where we get like more, I know like 2016 was another jump for a lot of people on consciousness. 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Which was my year. Yeah. 2012 seems to be one too. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. 2016 was mine. Yeah. 2016 yeah. also. Yep. Um, 2008. I could see that. Yeah. So they said that um, my body is a zombie for you was actually featured and get this. Guess what movie? What? Dollhouse. Dollhouse. Oh, of course. Yeah. There you go. Yes. There you go. And the um, heart, uh, werewolf heart was actually featured in Teen Wolf, the TV show. Um, so, yeah, I was just like, oh, my God, there's just like I'm unpacking now. Now, going forward, um, somebody actually sent me. Let me see if I could pull this up. Do uh, it's not screen sharing anymore, is it? No, okay. not right now. You can do it again. Okay. Uh, it's all right. Um, someone sent me this right away when I was just talking about it. 
and it was like really tiny on my phone and it was like in the comment section um and it's called the gray man it's 2022 two hours and uh, two minutes um it was so tiny you guys and i was like oh that's max and that's his film that he never did because he was given a script to be like an agent um three-letter agency and he actually never did the script but um but he was supposed to be in this movie just like Orlando was set to be an actor. Max was supposed to be an actor as well. And Orlando obviously went on to be an actor. Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. They were buddies and did everything together as kids and did family vacations together and what have you. Um, he, um, when Max started having his memories, he like pulled out and was like, I'm going a different direction. Um, but he was going to do this movie. And I thought that someone had taken a picture of him because again it was really small and again it looks like especially really small it looks more like max to me but what's interesting the gray man okay thinking about grays but also a gray man by definition is someone who's kind of incognito can be used for a lot of weird things without being seen mm -hmm. um max is obsessed with the twos 22s all the twos he was born on the 22nd december um but you know, and so I look further, I realize that this isn't him, that this is actually Ryan. So I'm like, okay, what's the deal with this? So I Google and it comes up this trailer. And when I hit the trailer play to see like what this is about, it plays. And at right at the one minute mark, um, one of the guys in the movie, it's the guy who plays Thor. What's his name? Um, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Mm -hmm. Chris is like, I think playing James Caswell in this movie and mm. Max is Ryan. And apparently this guy used to be in the three letter agency, saw how dark it was, went rogue and was like outing everybody. And now everyone on all the agencies are trying to assassinate him because he's given out all this information about their dark secrets of what they're doing. And his best buddy in the show um, was Chris who is James, I think, um, but whatever. And in this one minute mark, Ryan at 59 minutes, 59 seconds says, I don't think I like you anymore or something like that. And then Chris responds and says, that's okay, sunshine. And refers to oh, him as wow. sunshine again. And again, I can tell you exactly, I was sitting in my car and I was just like, no effing way, no effing way, no effing way, no effing way. It gets crazier. It's release date is july 15th 2022 which is again the twos but also his death is supposed to be july 16th max's which we don't actually really know because the people it's all crazy but they sent away the police the coroner and the ambulance two to three days in a row while he was dying well it's so we don't really it was the 15th because they probably chose that date. Like we were talking about our last episode. There's always a ritual or an, on a yep. purpose why they kill people on certain dates and they choose to murder people in certain areas. Exactly. So that, that 15th date probably has some significance to whatever they're trying to pull off, whatever ritual or agenda. And this hasn't even come out yet. So this is, this is coming out. And then July 22nd, there's the twos again. So right. it says select theaters on the 15th, and then it goes completely to release on the 22nd. So 22nd, 22, 
two hours and two minutes or 126 hours. Two hours and two uh, minutes, uh, 2022. Yes. Well, and then, so this is also a Netflix movie, which also tells you that there, this is them once again, telling you what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, this is their way of telling you, you know, they have to tell you what they're doing in order to get away with it. Yes. And um, I, I would, uh, I don't know so if I could find the actual. I, I want to bring something up that James Caspel talked about, um, about Project Mannequin. Uh, this is really disturbing, but um, when they would torture these kids, they would, or sometimes even kill them. And uh, according to him, they would have their brains hooked up and they would, um, somehow harness that frequency that was emitted whenever the, the child was being tortured or murdered. And they would, they would like basically package that frequency and they would pump that frequency out through 5G towers or specific movies and radio stations to, and specifically to basically lower our morale as an overall humanity to make us like just not be motivated every day and like they we don't understand why we're feeling sad sometimes but they're actually harnessing that frequency from the tortured children and pumping it through our media and our movies and i wonder if like the movies that they're specifically a part of and the bands that they're specifically a part of is doing is is pumping that frequency i guarantee you yeah, I, yeah. It, it just I, I just now made that connection because i remember re reading about that Wow. Um, yeah, I, I yep. you know, there's, this is a lot to unpack and I'm still unpacking and, you know, I'm just, you guys are filling in some blanks for me as well. So I'll have to study where you have to send me that information. Where, where is that from the book you're talking about? Uh, no, that's, that's from James Caspall. I mean, he's done a bunch of interviews and then there's stuff online, but you can't find it anywhere. I have to do any research I do, I do with Brave, Brave Search or Brave Browser. Mm -hmm. um, I use Brave they, Browser. They have a search engine too. It's just Brave Search. Um, I have to start using that. Uh, but uh, you can like, here's, here's a perfect example. If you type in anything QAnon on Google, you get absolutely nothing. Or DuckDuckGo. Or DuckDuckGo yeah. Duck now. You get absolutely Same. nothing. You can't find, here, here's what I was trying to do. I was trying to find the Q drops. I couldn't find literally they're non-existent on Google, like unless they're pages or you have to know exactly what you're typing in. Oh, they but scrubbed they, that. Yeah. But then the same thing happened on DuckDuckGo. No Q drops. Mm -hmm. I went to Brave Search. Boom. First results were all the Q drops, everything, everything that you wanted to know, everything. But then I did the same thing with Project Mannequin. Couldn't find I, only thing I could find on Google was actual like mannequins and like, right. like, Me too. like Macy's would come up or just stupid shit. And then, mm -hmm. but you go to Brave Search, the very first thing that comes up was all this information about right. James Caspall and everything. Uh, yep. It's not, it's not censored like that. Um, That's yeah. crazy. I'm writing so, this down. I'm yeah, looking do all your research there. I would recommend. Uh, obviously, you know, you can find some simple stuff on Google and DuckDuckGo, but if you're really trying to do a dig, you're not going to get very far. You're not going to, yeah. And you're going to get all of the debunked, you know, right. propaganda pieces on Google and, and DuckDuckGo on the whole first page, usually for all the important stuff. Right. So, you know, it's all, it's all psychological manipulation. That's, that's why it's in place to get people to think a certain way about right. whatever they want you to think. Well, I mean, not even the people that are in the programs have been trauma bonded, but everybody as a civilization has been trauma mm -hmm. 
you know, it's trauma bonded mind control, trauma based mind control. Yes. MK, and we've been MK ultra yeah. on a mass level, on a global Huge. level. Exactly. Right. Yes. And Absolutely. not just with words and pictures, like images to imagination, literally imagination through media. Obviously, you know this, but also even on frequency, like you mentioned with 5G and other things that they're just, I mean, I know I'm on top, they would beam a certain frequency and animals would come out of the wild and just hang out in the middle of the street and not know why they were there or crime would go up or weather would change or, you know, whatever. And um, someone actually did scalar waves on me and I'm the same number that is at, that was emitted there in Montauk, which is like, I don't know if that's entrained or like imprinted into me somehow from that, or I, again, mm. I don't know, but, um, but right. to that same level, it's like, what is it? What do I do with that? I mean, I know I use my intuition for helping people medically and try to inspire people. I'm taking anything that anyone ever meant for bad. And I'm like, I'm using this for good. And I'm going to like help as many people, just like when you wanted to do the title Montauk Survivor, I was like, I don't like it because uh, I love you so much, but I see myself as thriving and overcoming and you know what, screw all those people who tried to take me out or do whatever. It's like, you know what? Um, right. Well, you, you specifically said it sounded too victimized. Like, and I agree, yeah. actually, when I thought about it, I was like, you know, you're hundred percent right. And that's what I'm talking about. We're mind controlled. And in, in this way that we're like, we don't even understand our verbiage and what we say, um, how it's actually in, in, uh, mm -hmm. inhibiting us from uh, whatever evolving. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's and it's all designed to make us react or respond a certain way that's not in alignment with who we truly are, and therefore it's creating this chaos and and all that stuff. But yeah, they they want us to be victims too. They that's do. the biggest. They want to. We're not, but they want us to embody being a victim, so we're disempowered, and we'll will uh, be subject to anything they they put out at us. Where we flip that around we're now affecting reality rather than being a victim, you know? Right. And well, uh, that's what you've done. So that's beautiful. I'm so happy for you. Well, I don't know how great I'm doing it. But it's a <laughs> You are. I mean, just, just speaking about this, your story and speaking about this stuff mm -hmm. publicly is. Well, they're doing it. And every, even in the churches, Aaron, like, as you know, like every part of most of the Bible and or every song is like, Oh my God, I'm wretched. Mm -hmm. I need you help me. I'm nothing without you. You know, I'm a sinner. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love that, that, you know, I love God. I believe in source, but I'm also yeah. worse. We are with God is on every cell already. We have the technology. We're actually yes. supposed to do greater things than Jesus who has the highest scalar waves that ever walked the planet. And that is just supposed to be a stepping stone for us. We're supposed to be transportation, you know, mind, remote viewing, remote healing, like healing ourselves, which we are do anyway. Uh, mm -hmm. If we don't have all the, you know, if we're not, if we're detoxed and we're not bombarded with all this stuff that's going on. Um, mm -hmm. But, but yeah, they just want to keep us like stuck so they can do whatever and keep yep. us distracted and, well, keep us feeding their system because we're that's that's the biggest thing I woke up to is that we're the ones feeding the system 
we've been tricked into it. We've been manipulated into we're the ones powering the whole thing. We're, right, we're, we're batteries. They, yeah, we're the batteries for the whole system. So as soon as we wake up and take our power back, the whole thing's going to collapse. And then we can create, we can redirect that our power to consciously create what we want to create and be, embody, you know, what we want, you know, our true selves. And then the whole thing is going to collapse. So as soon as we stop feeding into the system, stop, uh, you know, that's why the just waking up to who we really are and what's really going on is such a big thing because it naturally from there we're going to go oh i didn't even realize i was doing this you know i didn't even realize this was happening and then you just naturally uh stop feeding into it and start creating well, the reality so, you want to create and then we come so together in that and that's right that's sorry. so powerful you know sorry, sorry go ahead. i didn't mean to interrupt i'm no, just go, gonna go say as soon as you're aware of it like it loses power over you you know, just yeah. aw awareness. But then at the same time, exactly. we can't be complacent because we can fall right back into it because <clears throat> the system is designed with distractions um, yeah. to pull you right back in if you're not on guard. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. 100%. And so, it's designed to traumatize you. And that's why they're constantly doing these false flags. And, not, you know, 9-11 was one of the biggest ones like to keep you in fear keep you traumatized so so you're constantly in that state and then that constantly, and weather constantly changing the weather there's a storm here yeah. there's a fire there blah blah blah. just keep mm -hmm. everyone scrambling right. and freaked out and under stress and worried about everything and worried about yep. fake sicknesses and mm -hmm. you know or sicknesses yeah there's a whole nother thing yeah right so um yep. go, going back to <clears throat> your story uh max and yeah, stuff. Sorry. Uh, so have you had i know max would always talk about having connections to the royal bloodline um have you done any research in your bloodline to see if you have any connections or ties so i do know that wolverton is related to a town in wolverton where um somehow connected to king alfred which i didn't know was a th that's another thing that's just happened over this last three years is we, you know, like a lot of people, people were binging on shows during quarantine. And I, uh, my background is Scandinavian on one side and English on the other. So I actually have more Scandinavian and like one, my dad's dad is English and goes back all the way to like King Alfred. Um, but in this thing, there was like a, a war with King Alfred and the Vikings that were happening there over Christianity, over all the over land, over blah, blah, blah. And my husband was like Googling, like we're doing, you know, we're always like, whoa, look, look this up. So he's like, oh, it turns out he's a real person. And so is this guy. And this is a real town and blah, blah, blah. And then I started talking to my family and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is actually real. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're actually related to that king. And so it's funny because. Um, this war, uh, these wars really happened apparently. And like, I'm, I was literally, my DNA is literally Viking and also King Alfred in the fight that happened physically, but also that's like within my own DNA. So it's interesting how there's like this kind of genetic maybe battle within two of not even talking about my lab and that, that whole mix, but 
Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know what my blood type is. I don't know anything else, but that just came to light in the last like year, probably. Right. Yeah. I just wondered because, uh, Max talked about the, the time, you know, the whole Royal family, he had connection with Prince Charles or something, I think. My parents live on Prince Charles street. Oh, really? really? That's interesting. So yeah, he had a connection with Prince Charles, but, uh, and he would talk about the, their whole goal as a Royal family was, so there he called them reptilians also. He said they're like they would to, to keep their blood pure enough to be at least 50% reptilian or more. That would that gives them the ability to shape shift and do these things that we that we hear about, but we've never seen. And but by by keeping that DNA alive within them, it gives them those abilities. And uh we see, I think that makes a lot of sense right now. And especially with the stuff with the queen, what the queen is doing right now. Did you see that, that Jubilee ceremony that she did with the DNA activation and the tree of life? No. Um, super, super disturbing. Uh, so but it was like some DNA activation thing, but uh, people are saying that they're, what they're trying to do is activate uh, a, like a dormant three strand DNA within us that actually is synthetic or artificially induced. Um, it's like an archon type of energy. And what that's supposed to do is they have to synthetically or artificially induce it by the use of nanotechnology. And by doing that, by activating it, it actually, um, it holds memories of the third dimension and it keeps us tied down, tethered to the third dimension, basically to stop the ascension process. So if we're trying to go to, to fifth dimension or whatever, 5D, um, if they are artificially altering our DNA via the jab and nanobots and whatever else, and then like the ceremony they just did was disturbing, but that was supposed to be like the activation ceremony. And the, it, what that does is it literally keeps people locked into the third dimension by mm -hmm. synthetically uh, activating that. That's what the jab's all about, in my opinion, right. from, from what I've seen. It's about... Exactly what you said, trying to lock as many people as possible into the third dimension and, and stop them from being able to ascend and cut them off from their from source. Right. Basically from their own soul, essentially. And then oh. it, well, and then did you see the real quick, did you see the footage of the hologram of Queen Elizabeth? Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah, see. Yeah, there's literally like it, it was like unmistakably a hologram of her, not actually her, like whatever they're doing right now. It, it's coming something's coming to an end um there's theories that you know she might be getting ready to die and and then when max talks about the royal family he says when one of them dies it's like a dam breaks and all of their abusers everyone that they've abused because it's an abusive family they they're freed like when 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 your abuser dies in the royal family everyone below them is essentially freed on some level and so I think maybe if she by if she's getting ready to die, they're trying to artificially keep everyone locked in from being freed. Mm -hmm. and, and but he said by being freed in return, uh, a lot of memories start to resurface. And that doesn't just have to do with the royal family, but anyone's abuser once they're once they're gone, once they've passed on, it allows you to your memories to resurface if they were suppressed. It's all very fascinating, I think. Wow. No, I ha you have to send me that information. Um, do you guys know anything about the Uber, super Uberman, whatever thing that, um, let me pull up. A little bit, yeah. I would love to know what you guys know, because that seems to be another um, hold on. screen share. 
I don't know much. I don't know about the the Nazi stuff with that. Yeah, there's some sort of for for me. Oh God, excuse me. I just got like hard to talk. Um, this has been an obsession. Is the Superman thing, and when I saw that blip that he wrote about the Uber project or whatever, the Nazi thing. I mean, this is my car. My, my whole house is Superman, everything. Oh, and I was wow. just wondering, like, what is the thing with that? Oh, that's the wolf you, thing. You know what my intuition tells me about that Superman symbol? Like, I wonder if that's like some sort of E.T. ancient symbol that they found. Like, mm-hmm. it, and it's not even like a made up superhero Marvel thing. Like, they might have actually taken that actual symbol. I um, heard someone talking about that. I can't remember who it was or what they said, but I do remember someone talking, saying something like that. Well, it, Uber is interesting because Uber, we have the company, the car lift company, Uber, and then they're German based, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wonder what, you know, what's going on behind the scenes there. Yeah, I know that. Um, uh, my house is full of Superman. Every room has got Superman, everything, and then Wonder Woman, too, for some reason. But in the real, supposedly real, it's supposed to be two Jewish guys who made Superman in World War II to, um, because of all these Nazis were killing everybody. And they were like, wait, you know, they don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. So they were trying to create someone to come help them and support them and save them in the day. And so they did the comic um, Superman to come and like all the comics back in that day were like Superman killing the bad guys, you know, um, from the war. And Mm -hmm. then it just kind of like went on from there. But I know my very first conference that I ever did on a ministry standpoint was called the Bionic Bride. And that's kind of interesting, too, um, that I named it that. And I was always fascinated with. Um, Jamie Summers and the Bionic Man and I was Bionic Man and Jamie Summers like every Halloween and and I'm in her fan club and I actually met her once I actually met Diana once too when I was living over there which is pretty crazy and saw saw both the boys they were little um, but they were at a a movie screenplay for Hook the movie Hook Mm. and I happened to be walking out there and they literally the limo came out and there they were and i was just like oh my god kind of godsmacked because i was like that's princess diana and the two boys right there in front of me like probably just a few feet away but um but anyway going back the superman thing is um the first conference was bionic bride and i had played this um trailer and the trailer was like kal-el's dad talking to him and saying, you know, like they're great people, Kal-El. He said, even though you were raised human, you're not one of them. And then he showed like this span of people going through like terrible things on the earth from a, from a far away distance. And then he said, they're a great people, Kal-El. They wish to be. They only lack the light to show them the way. And then he says, this reason above all, their capacity for good I have sent them you, my only son. And then it shows like Superman come darting down to the earth, like help, you know, and it shows all his superpowers, x-ray vision, you know, can't get, can't get a bullet, like all that kind of stuff. And so for me, it was like a, an anchor for me to remember my own technology from like that all of us are supermen and women and that we all have this amazing technology to do right. 
again, transportation and, uh, you know, I've bilocated a few times by accident. I don't even know how, and, uh, you know, or just knowing things or knowing things that don't seem to really make sense, um, about celebrities or different people. Uh, and a lot of the stuff I talk about in my book, as far as like how to tap into that for everyone to do it on their own. But, um, but yeah, I was just wondering if you had any understanding of this Uber project because it came up on that blurb and that's like on my list to kind of look into it a little bit more. Oh, and this is this is me and Montauk, by the way. That's me and my mom and my dog, Mitzi. But nice. Yeah, I don't have um I don't have any information about that. But it's fascinating. And I do think that uh you're hundred percent right. And this is another, you, you said that you think like Max, I don't know, like if you've listened to many of his interviews, but he talks about that same exact stuff about like their whole goal is to suppress us from our abilities. And we're like superhumans and we have, we can mm -hmm. do all these things. And, and like every single one of us, because he was asked in an interview, like, um, why do you think you could do this? He's like, all of us can do it. That's what oh, I'm trying to tell you. Everybody yep. can do it. Right. And, uh, it's really interesting. This it's 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 uh, there's a few things that keep us from doing it. Um, obviously, the mental, uh, the programming. If the programming wasn't there, we would be doing a lot in itself. Physically, we're not doing as much because of the air, the food, the frequencies, our choices, the frequencies. Um, so frequency and and willpower is huge of just being, you know, not drinking and doing drugs, not, you know, you know, making sure you're eating good and, you know, vibing up and not letting anything attach because when we do recreational or anything, alcohol, we lower the frequency, which then entities can attach. And that causes, uh, and I see a lot of these MK ultra people and I get why. Uh, Cause I was there uh, of where you just kind of want to just not be here anymore when you start getting all the I mean that pretty much for about two three years I was not in a good space at all to talk about things or just to cope with anything and I could see why so many of them of us oh. of anybody um would have taken a couple of these last three years especially to either stay completely out of their body um and not be able to you know to stay and and what's happening because it seems like a crazy storm of just like what, what world am, are we in right um, yeah but but yeah it's frequency it's minerals are huge you know this junk dna that we supposedly have can be turned on by minerals but they take the minerals out of the food a lot of you know we don't supplement not not all of us but supplementing and you know eating good foods and crystals are a big thing um which Again, after I had this encounter um, where this book came out, um, I just just came out and I was like, oh, my God, I had this insatiable drive to understand essential oils and frequency of the of the oils. Also, um, sacred geometry and definitely crystals like it was just like I want to learn anything. And I was able to retain that information, which sometimes information doesn't stay for me but it was like oh i can remember that and i do and it's just like oh boom that's that and it just stays but um so i had made like a crystal card deck so people can carry frequency with them i'm trying to write as much as i can so people can like remember you know the whole thing is about remembering and 
that's why the book is called The Science of Miracles, Remembering the Frequency of Love. Because when we stay in the love frequency, that's where miracles happen. And this is where we can do all the bilocating and the transportation and uh, teleporting and mind, you know, having sovereignty over a lot of this stuff that's coming and just being like, nope, you're not coming in my field. And right. I'm, able, I'm able to measure people's width of their field, their radius of their field. I can tell where they are on the map of consciousness. I could see whether their chakras are out, if their male and female energies are off. And what I'm seeing in my, in my people is the more this is aligned and they're all going in the right direction with the chakras and the male and the female is balanced and um, the higher the consciousness will be and the higher the consciousness is, the bigger the influence is. And so, you know, you're talking about being stuck in 3D, probably 80% of the people that I, that I work with are right at the 3D level and they have about a four foot to five foot radius uh, or width as far as their field. But I mm -hmm. have tested people who are 16 feet out and they're in the 400s on scalar waves, which is 4D already. There are people walking the planet who are 4D and 5D already. So when we get to that tipping point of people coming out of the 3D, it doesn't even take a bunch of us, but if we can all just stop with the black and white and gender this and all this like polarization, when mm -hmm. we can just like take, take a step back and remember unity and remember the frequency of love and stay in love, then the more of us that they can do that as a collective, this 3D world will collapse whether they like it or not. And we're going to be soaring up. It's already happening. I've measured some people who had up to 20 feet in their radius. Wow. So this sounds like I'm going to read another quote here because I just came across this this morning. But what you're talking about is exactly this. Um, this is a James Caspel quote. The dark factions in the secret societies are trying to close the conduits to this higher frequency love energy through their digital signals. These groups are using these desperate tactics to block the huge frequencies of love and enlightenment that increases by the day as our planet moves closer to the galactic center. And uh, obviously, you know, spoiler alert, I already posted this. It's, you know, nothing can stop what's coming. You know, we're going to, we're yep. going to thrive in these frequencies and, and that's what they're scared of. And that's why we're seeing everybody panic right now. But I also just the other day, like all coincidentally, I didn't even realize why I was actually motivated to make this shirt, but I think I'm going to gift you one of these shirts because it's perfect for you. I'll share my screen real quick. Um, but yeah, these are now available on our, our, our Teespring page and that link is below, but can you see that? Yes. Love it. Right. So I think you just, I think you earned one of these shirts. I'll mail you. Oh, I'll mail you. And it's the same colors of, uh, oh. yeah, those are, those are very important colors. And even this, um, this Merkaba, um, with the flower of life behind it is very, very important, um, regarding DNA. So that's really cool. Mm. That, I love those are all my favorite colors. Yeah, I love that like the magentas and the teals and the purples and the blues and the pinks. Those are mm -hmm. very important colors. Turquoise, well, yeah. Maybe on a subconscious level, I was inspired by this interview. I didn't even know why. Awesome. Yeah. Um, awesome, awesome. Wow. So uh 
Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank yeah, you. thank you so much yeah. for coming on and sharing all this. We got into some absolutely fascinating information. I know a lot of that stuff isn't easy for you to cover. Um, so thanks again for sharing all that. But I think we really uh, unpacked a lot. And not not even just for ourselves, but just for the people listening, you know, uh, we t- we kind of take for granted, you know, sometimes we've been researching for so long, we're, we understand this information, but there's always new listeners who are going to hear this stuff and like, whoa, what, like, they're doing what yeah. now, like, this is all happening, what's Project Mannequin, never heard of it, you know, stuff like that. So um, I, I just think it's important that we discuss all this today. And thank you for uh, coming on. Can you please let people know how they can find you and how they can follow you? Yes, absolutely. And um, likewise, you guys are like amazing and I follow you and um, you guys have been on my show a few times and we need to have you back and have a little family reunion and do something again with Craig and I. Um, So just thank you so much. And maybe I'll, I guess I'll see you in July as well, or somehow we'll figure that out. Right. Yeah, guys, come out to East Eddie, come hang out with all of us at East Eddie. Yeah. Yes. Um, but you can find me at swiftfire.org, swift as in quickfire.org. If you go there, you can see my podcast. Um, you can see all my YouTube stuff. Um, I, my channel actually got taken down last year, had a ton of followers and all of those people are gone. I had to restart over completely lost 15 years of all my content of tons of great information, but we're tr- slowly rebuilding um, have a lot of guests like you guys there. Um, I have my remote scans there. My soul audits are available to do sessions. If you guys, anybody wants to do a session, um, my books are there. Um, my, my card deck is there. I actually pulled this card for us today and it happens to be Shungite. And uh, right. on the back of every card, I'll send you guys a, a card deck in my book, but on the back of every of these cards, there's 80 cards. And it tells you like what Shungite is good for. It gives you a decree to match in frequency and then also companion oils that match in frequency. But this one is known to absorb all negative energies and transmute them to positive. Also, nice. um, it's, it's great for supporting healthy natural inflammatory response. Um, cleanses your water, which we're supposed to be 75% water in the body and 90% up here extremely valuable to the body system neutralizes any organism in your body that could be considered harmful um Mm. the decree is i am clear pure balanced now in my mind body soul and spirit and the companion oils are clove tea tree hyssop and rosemary so whoever wants to like grab that energetically these these we found out we tested them like if i tested you guys and gave you these crystals to hold I could test you and you would be strong. If I took them away, you would be weaker. If I give you the same card and you hold it just in your field, you'll be just as strong as if you had your crystals, which is kind of crazy. Um, and why I made them so people can put them under their pillow or in their backpack and their car or whatever. But right. David Hawkins uh, muscle test that you do. I do muscle tests. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. that's kind of what they do with the Omnia balancer. Um, mm-hmm. It, they, you know, they muscle test when they're with and without those. And it's pretty wild what it actually does. And actually, this is a piece of shungite right here hanging. Uh, it's a piece of organite shungite. So it's powdered shungite in the, like the resin, but it, I keep it here. Whenever we first got these microphones and all this tech and this equipment, like I couldn't handle the frequency. So I have pyramids everywhere. I, need, um, yeah. I have all over too. Yeah, me yeah. too. And, uh, 
I have four Shungite pyramids. No, this is actually, um, so our friend Mason Fury, who we've had on the show in the past, which I recommend highly going checking out his episode if you haven't, but uh, he makes these now. His company is Merlin's Lab, and we're affiliated with him, and you can actually get 10% off of these with promo code Journey to Truth, all caps, and that link is below. Might as well do the plug while we're talking about it. But these things, this is a large one. He makes all different sizes. Uh, they're absolutely incredible, incredible pyramids. Yeah. And you're Aaron, you were saying you do a lot of Shungite too? Yeah, I have like four Shungite pyramids and some uh, some stones as well. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> awesome. Well, and then, I hope to see you guys somewhere ever somewhere out there soon and all your people too. What what were you gonna say? I'm sorry, Tyler. Oh god, I'm just gonna keep doing some plugging. Uh the Omnia patch and the pendant, which Aaron and I are both wearing. Um mm-hmm. It has the same technology in it. Uh, there, it's amazing. I love it. I actually wear it every day. But uh, those are available for ten percent off with promo code Truth, all caps, on the link below. If you're looking for some something that's not going to block the EMF, but it, it like harmonizes it. It like harmonizes the frequency and your own energy field, and it turns like everything we're being bombarded with to actually something that's not killing us. You know. Perfect. Yeah. So awesome. there you go. And if you're looking to try a new CBD, Hopewell Farm CBD is absolutely amazing. And I highly recommend it. It has just about, just about as much THC as legally possible without being illegal in it. But it's some good stuff. Uh, and that is available uh, via the link below. Promo code Journey to Truth 10 gets you 10% off of that. Um, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. We covered a lot today. Thank uh, you. And I want to thank your cat yes. also. Yeah. This is <laughs> blue. Cat. I found him in a wall. Uh, my my daughter did driver's ed and they kept hearing like crying coming from the wall. And she like calls me. She's like, There's, it sounds like a baby's crying in the wall. And the director called me and everything. We went in there and we like broke, we had to break the, uh, the wall oh. out, but he had fallen from the roof. He was like just days old oh no eyes weren't even open so i bottle fed him but i i foster animals i've had 98 kittens in the last four years and we just we oh wow bottle feed them until they're two pounds we go get them fixed and then we get them adopted most of the time nice wow my husband's listening he knows that we don't always adopt them (laughs) Well, you can tell that he appreciates oh. you. I mean, look at them hanging out behind you. Uh, that's yes. super they cool. they purr at 157 megahertz. So really? our body is yep. at like 50, 67 on a regular good day. And mm-hmm. they they come around and they just sit right on you and start purring. They know how to move those frequencies up. Right. It's mm-hmm. you're down. Really healing. Heard people yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Right. We have a cat here. Yeah. He's adorable too. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And we'll see you around and just keep doing what you're doing. And I'll be in touch about a time to get you back. I have a specific topic I want to talk to you guys about. The Mandela effect. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. I love the Mandela effect. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I just talked to Craig about it. And I'm like, let's get them back and talk about Mandela effect. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I have a lot of Perfect. theories on that too. It's a, it's very very interesting to me. But we'll see you it's at the conference real. too. We're going to be seeing you in like a month. It, so. If I'm not there, I might zoom in if I can't like physically be there. But um, it would be cool to see you guys. No, we're like, going to manifest it. You have to physically be there. We'll you see can't, what happens. <laughs> yeah. You get invited to East SETI and you don't have to pay. Like take do it because 
Yeah. You know, yeah. Like it's a once and it's definitely a place that everyone should at least experience it, once. I've been, I've been, yeah. and I saw some crazy stuff. Oh, you have been oh, there. You've been? Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, we saw all the stuff coming out of the mountain. My right. husband and I went. We did um we were up there when Peter Slater was there and John Bavanco. We did yeah. the remote he um remote nice. swing class with them. Oh, oh okay. you were at the, nice. So you must have what what year was that? Twenty nineteen. Oh, was it two years, three years ago? Twenty nineteen. Because they didn't do it in twenty twenty. Yeah, I know they did in twenty. We were there. We literally just missed you. I think we were there, and then we left. And then, like, I think the following weekend was the remote viewing class. Oh, yeah, yeah, we okay. were there. Yeah, right we were we were doing, doing some construction and stuff there. there. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, was Peter there when you were there? Not at that time, but um, he's been there in the past while we were there for a conference. But, yeah, he's awesome. Um, yeah, he is. He is amazing. <clears throat> awesome. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us, Charnel um, and Kat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Blue. Uh, guys, we love you all. We, we truly appreciate your support. We can't do this without you. I know I always say that. Uh, don't forget, if you guys want to uh, catch a, a replay of the conference, it's still available at secretspaceconference.info. If you're interested in uh, watching that, um, that is still available. And don't forget, if you want an activate dna t-shirt those are available at our teespring store with 20 percent off with promo code 20 and back so take advantage of that while it's still active we love you good night and see you next time bye thank you